Today's daf is daf membez. Bez Hashem is baruch. We are beginning the eighth parak of Masechah Saita. Um, it is continuing with those concepts that we discussed have to be done in Lashana Kodesh, and we're up to the Mishroch Mochama. We're going to see a Mishroch Mochama was a specific, specially designated Kohen. On some levels, he had a status almost like the Kohen Gadol. It's even a discussion whether when he dies, does the person in Ritzeach, who's in Golos, does he go free? To give, he's, a, he's got a special category. And his job was to give the exhortation, to give the Musr, to give the uh, strengthening uh, for the soldiers, that were going out to war. As his name indicates, the Meshuach, he was anointed for the Melchama, for battle. As a kind of, was anointed specifically for the purpose of communicating the message of what a, the mindset of the soldiers should be when they went out to battle. So let's take a look. When he would communicate with the people, he would communicate in that it will be when you approach, get close to the war. Right? And he, the Kohen will approach and he will speak to the people. Right? And that had to be in Lashon HaKodesh. Now, how exactly from the Pasuk do you see from here that it's Lashon HaKodesh? That's not so clear. And we'll have to wait for the Gemara to see that. And he will say to them, Shema Yisrael, listen, Israel. Right? So uh, the, the Pasuk that continues that he said to them, Shema Yisrael, Atem Kreivim Hayoim. You are approaching to the Milchama. Al against your enemies. So the, Gemara, the Mishnah considers that expression against your enemies to be somewhat superfluous. I mean, if you're going against them in war, you would assume that it is your enemies. So why does it have to mention you're going against your enemies? So that's something like this. Al Aveichem, means it's telling you is that that's part of what he was telling them. You're going, remember who you're going against. You're going against your enemies. You're not going against your brothers. Now, what it was, because there is, there were wars, there were civil wars. There were wars that, like the Malchus Yisrael fought against Malchus Yehuda, and they dealt with the captives differently because they were brethren. But that's not the kind of war you're going out. He says, they're not going to show compassion and uh, on, 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 your, on, on you if you get captured. And therefore, you cannot show any compassion on them. That's the point that the Kohen is making. It's not a war with the, the tribe of Yehuda's fighting against the tribe of Shimon, or the tribe of Shimon is al Shim that if you get captured by them, they will show you compassion. Like we found that actually happened, there was a, a war between the Malchus Yisrael and the Malchus Yehuda, and, and a, a large amount of captives including women and children, were taken from, from by the, uh, the, the monarchy of Yisrael against the monarchy of Yehuda. And many of them were in tattered clothes and naked. And the Navi came to the Melech and he, and he gave him Musr and he says, these are your brothers. This is not stomp people you're going to put into servitude. And they clothed them and they fed them. And they, those that couldn't walk, they put onto donkeys. And they basically sent them back to their uh, homeland because they were their brothers. So he says, but that's not the kind of war we're going out. That's the point he's trying to make over here. 
says, Those individuals that were named in the Psukim got up, and they took hold of the captors, and all those that were naked, <coughs> they clothed from the loot. From that, that, that they had captured, and they dressed them, and they put shoes on them, and they fed them, and they came to drink, and they anointed them, and they mounted them on donkeys, all those who couldn't walk, they brought them to Jericho, the city of date, the city of palm trees. That they could go back to their brothers by Yeshua Shomron and they return to Shomron. So that was what, that's when you go against people that have compassion against you, but you're not going against people like, right? It says, You're going against your enemies. That if you fall into their hands, they will not show the same compassion. You should not be faint-hearted, and you should not fear, and you shall not, um, uh, uh, what's the word? You should not fear, and you should not uh, panic. So what are, what are all of these different Lashinas addressing? So this is the psychological warfare that the Goyim, or the, or the enemy, would come against them to try and and weaken their resolve. So Al Yirach Levavchem, do not become faint-hearted. They would get their horses to snort. So if you have thousands and thousands of horses all winnowing, making noises, that could be very scary for the combatants. And they also would allow the sun to hit their swords the glimmer of the sword, also that you see all this metal shining. Do not become faint-hearted from it. Al Tiro, do not be afraid. They used to take their uh, their shields and, and smack them together, made a loud noise. Rashi seems to learn Shafasa Kalgasim is that the large throngs of people, so uh, I think Rashi Tanakh says they used to stamp their feet and the dust that used to come up. Also, like you see this huge storm of dust. Don't be afraid of them. And do not panic, Mikol Karanois, from the sound of the blowing of the shofar. And to Artsu, and do not uh, crumble, do not break yourselves, do not break down. From the, they used to scream out loud noises, from the noises that they would scream out. Why? Because you have the benefit of Hashem is in your midst. Right? Right. Your enemy, they're putting all of their trust in being victorious in flesh and blood. But your victory, you're putting your trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We find that the Philistines, they put their trust in victory in Goliath. Ma'aya Sofa, what happened at the end? The Sof Nafabacherev, at the end he fell by the sword. Remember, David Amelach struck him down with one of the stones and then cut off his head. Benavla Imo, and the rest of the nation fell with him. Bnei Ammon, the people of Ammon, Bo, Benitzchainoi, Shal Shoivach, they had their great warrior, their mighty warrior, his name was Shoivach. Maya Sofa, what was his end? Lesov, Naval Bechirov, he fell by the sword, Benafal Imon, they fell with him. 
Atem iatem came, but you are not this way. Ki Hashem alokeichem haolechem achem lilachem lachem zem machane aron. That that's reflected by the machane aron. The Jewish camp, the army camp, was surrounded. Was we had accompanying with it the aron Hashem. Some say it was a special aron that was made. Some say only the shivrei luchos were in it. But nevertheless, it represented the shechina was in their midst, and therefore, in the shechina is where we placed our. Trust that we will be victorious, and therefore we will be victorious. Micah Amar, the one who wants to know what exactly is the first few lines of the mission that says that the Mishoach Muhammad would address everybody in Loshan Kodesh in Hebrew. And it brings a pasuk, Shenemar, when you approach the war, Vanigash Kohen El and the Kohen will, 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 will step forward, right? He'll speak to the people, Now the Pesach doesn't say, We're saying that that means it's, well, How do you see from the Pesach that he was talking to the people in Lashon HaKadosh? So what it says like this, this is what it's saying, that we have a Masorah, that there's a Xerah Shavah to be made here. That the word here is, V'dibar Ela'am, and above it says by by Harsinai, Moshe that Moshe spoke and Hashem spoke through him through his voice. So the Aseris of Dibros that was Beloshna Kaidish. So Avkan so to using the Zereshava Dibber to Yadaber. So also Beloshna Kaidish. Ratan Rabban went to the Brides Vedigash Akon Vedibelaam. That he approached and spoke to the people. Yachol, you might think it could be any Cohen. Any Cohen could go ahead and deliver deliver this message. Kol Kohen Sheyir to Talmud Lomar says Vedibra Shoftim. It says that the Cohen will speak. As well as the shotrim. Now, the shotrim are the officers. Now, ma shotrim emuna. The officers are, is an appointed, like policemen are an appointed position. Af kohen, so too the kohen that spoke had to be specifically an appointed position. So Av Kohen Bamamuna. God says, how do you know there was a special position known as the Mishra Bachama? Maybe the appointed position was the Kohen Gadol. Maybe the Kohen Gadol was the one that delivered this message. Moir says, no, because do me the show to because since it's juxtaposed to the police officer, it's similar to the police officer. Just as the police officer has he reports back to who? To the judges. So the, the police, they report back to the, in the judicial system to the judges. So they have someone above them. So too the Kohen Goro, and so too the, the Kohen Mashiach has to have somebody above him that he reports back to, which would be the Kohen Goro. But if, the, if it's referring to the Kohen Goro, so who's above him? Right? So when it says like this, Av Kohen, Sheesh Mumun Al Gav, must be somebody that has somebody in, in charge of them. Someone says, but the Kohen Gadol also has somebody above him. Who's above the Kohen Gadol? The Melech. Says, Someone says like this, yeah, it's true that in the hierarchy of things, the king might be higher than the Kohen Gadol. But the Kohen Gadol doesn't report back to the king. It means within the system, the Shaiftim and the Shaitrim, the Shaitrim report back to the Shaiftim. So therefore, so if it's talking about you apply, you appoint a special Kohen in the system of the Kohanim, he reports back to the Kohen Godel. But if it's the Melech, the Kohen Godel doesn't report, report back to the Melech. Someone says like this. So says the Gemara, 
I can go to Lam Ha'ikah Melech. Where it says, Al Gabav Ba'avoidoso. He has to be above him within his service, within that system, he's above him. Not that he is objectively above. Subjectively within the, avo, the, 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 the Kahuna, there's that hierarchy. Just as within the judicial system, there's a hierarchy. But Melech and Kohen Godel's apples and oranges, not within the same system. So therefore, the Amos Gan, I we know that there is a Zgan Kohen Godel who is the assistant Kohen Godel that Lechorah, he reports to the Kohen Godel. So how do you know you have to make a special Meshuch Melchamba? Maybe the one who delivers his message is the Zgan Kohen Godel. So what it says like this, now just in order to understand this, Lechorah, that would have to mean that the Zgan Kohen Godel is a Torah mandated position. Because we're saying, this is in the Torah, that the Kohen who has to be appointed is the one that delivers this message. Now, which position is it? So we say, maybe it's the Kohen Gadol. That's appointed Minatorah. Maybe if it's a, the Beshur of Mechamba, it's a special position, that's appointed Minatorah. The one is going to say that as Gan Kohen Gadol, he's not a Torah-mandated position. This Gan Kohen Gadol is just a common sense thing. Why is it common? You don't have to have a Gan Kohen Gadol. Why do you have a Gan Kohen Gadol? If something will happen to the Kohen Gadol, he'll be able to step in. But that's not a Torah-mandated position. Therefore, that can't be what the Torah is talking about. Who is the Kohen that's appointed to, to, uh, to give over this measure? There is no position of Zgan Kohen Gadol technically in Torah. So Moses is like this. So maybe it's Zgan. That's not a Torah-mandated appointment. To sign, as we learned in the Bible, Zgan Rabbi Chanina, Zgan Kohen Gadol Why do we have... A, a position of Zgan Kohen Gadol. Zgan Kohen Akon Lema Zgan Mamuna. What is he appointed for? Shem Ira by Psul the Kohen Gadol. There could be any kind of uh, uh, disqualification of the Kohen Gadol. Nechnaz Misham Shachav, he'll take his place. It means it's a practical thing. It's not an official position. Now, once they made that position rabbinically, that became a position. But it can't be that that's what the Torah refers to when it says the appointed position is the one that delivers the message to the Muhammad. Because again, there was no such official appointed position, min ha-Torah. Let's go on. For Amar Aleim, he addresses them with the word Shema Yisrobo. Why is that? That's, that's not a by chance that he uses that expression. So, why is he used is telling the Jewish people, that even of all the soldiers did, was they say Krishma in the morning and Krishma in the evening, that's enough of a merit that you will not be given over to the enemy. Now, obviously, saying Krishna is more than just saying Krishna. It means that we accepting the Malchus Shamay and whatever, but that's it, you know. It doesn't have to be that the guy knows Shas. The point is, all he needs to be able to have said is Krishna in the morning. That'll give him enough merits to be successful in the war. Al Yirach Levavchem Al Tiro. So it says, do not be faint hearted, do not be afraid, do not panic. Tan Rabbonon. This, the the Meshuch Muhammad would address the uh, the army twice. Ahaz Besvar, one at the border before they cross into the land of the enemy. And one Mamish at the battle site where the battle is about to take place. Besvar Mahu Aymer, what would he say at the border? Right? That's where he would say, Shimu uh, Devorai. Listen to my words, those legions that are going to the war, the Chazru the 
and go back. Means at the border, he would say, listen, there are categories of people that do not go to war. As we know, someone who just got married, someone just built a house, someone who just brought... So therefore, if you are from the categories that go back, now would be a time to turn around and go back, as well as if you're faint-hearted, and, and you know, so therefore, so that was one time that he would address them. Bil Melchama Ma'omer, at the battle site itself, what would he say? Al Yirach Lubavchem, do not be fearful, Al Tirov, Al Tachbazub, Al Ta'artsu. Connected Arba Dvorim, I'm sorry, so the bottom line is like this. So really, at, at the border, that's where he said, if you're from the classification of people that don't go, that means that those, 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 then you go. But now, even if now you're from the classification that allowed to go, but then he says, you guys still have an out because I, we cannot have people here that are going to be fearful, afraid, and panic, or whatever. And that's at the battle side. Because I guess, you know, you can be confident and tough when you're just crossing the border. But when you're actually at the battle site, you know, then it's a whole different ball of wax. And therefore, so that's where he says, if you are, uh, you know, uh, that you should not be faint-hearted and not be afraid uh, and, and not panic and do not crumble. And these four uh, expressions were uh, correspond to the four psychological warfare things that the the Yisrochavim would do. Megifin, they they what do they 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 stamped it? They 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 knocked their shields together. Mary and they blew shofar. And they would cry out and roam sin and they would uh, uh, tra- what's that? Stamp, was it? Stamp their feet? Yeah, what they, they use their horses stamp their feet. Right, they would stamp, yeah. stamp the feet of the horses. Okay, fine. Yes. Let's go on. Plishtim bo benitzchah We said that Plishtim put their trust in the victory on, in, in, in Goliath. So what is with Goliath? Amrab Yechanan, what's the name Goliath? What's the etymology of the name Goliath? Sha'amad begilui ponim he stood brazenly with chutzpah with Nakarish Borhu. Shnamar Borulachem Ish. He called out and he said, Choose for yourself a man, Vyerad Eli, let him come and fight me. It means he said, Who is your warrior? Let your man come and fight me. And when it says that the word Ish is not necessarily referring to a human being, but Ish is actually was a challenge he was making. He was blaspheming. He was he was challenging Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Ain Ish El Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Shem Hashem Ish Melchama. Shem is the God of War. We say as Yosha. Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Harein Mapil Al Yedei Ben Ish. He's challenging me as Ish. I'm going to make him fall to a child, to a young young to a young lad. Right? He's a, he's he's asking for an Ish. I'm going to have him fall at the hands of a Ben Ish. Shenem Arvedovit Ben Ish Efrati. He was a young a youngster. From Ephraim. All right, Ephrati. He was actually from that region, but he was a, he was from Yehuda. Now, so therefore, David ben Yish Ephrati is there. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Mishum Rabbi Meir. B'shleish Makemes Ligdei Piv Lo Oisay Rasha. This the Goliad. He spoke. Sometimes you have a bris krusa svasayim. People say things they don't think about what they're saying, but it could have devastating impact on them. It's like a, a like a minor prophecy that they say that makes it right. And it, it could cause things to happen. You have to be careful how we speak. Right? Echad. He said borulachem ish. One is when he said choose choose for yourself an ish and veyirat uh, eli and uh, and he will come down to me. So the way Raji explains this is veyirat eli. Ally, and he'll come down upon me. So it's as if he was saying, "You choose somebody, and that person will 
conquer me, will come upon me. He didn't mean it that way, but that's the way it could be sound, could be interpreted. So he said something that was like, an, a, a, that, the, that because of the way he said it, caused a negative consequence to him. The Idah, the second pasuk, he said, If you think he can fight with me and strike me down. Now, in the simple reading, if you read it straight, that he will fight with me, he will strike me down. Okay? And the third pasuk is, that he said to David, when he saw David didn't have a sword, David didn't have anything, so he said, What do you think, I'm a dog? You're coming against me with sticks and stones. What do you think, I'm a dog? You're fighting a dog here? All right? Now, I think Rashi also says over here, it's that you will come upon me, also as a mashman, that you will conquer me. Right? So Moritz says like this, but David's response, he also used the same expression. That you're coming against me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. So you see, David also said the same expression. So if Ba'a lie is a negative consequence, because Ba'a lie sounds like Ba'a lie, but David also said Ba'a lie. Moritz says, yeah, but David countered it with the rest of the Pasuk. What did David continue to say? I'm coming against you with God, the God of hosts, the God of the legions of Israel, you, you have blasphemed. Right? So anyway, the point is that that counteracts anything negative because he's saying is, I'm coming with God. That's what David is saying. That for, we're going to see for 40 days, he got up in the morning, he got up in the evening, and he would go out and blaspheme and say, you know, negative, uh, derogatory things about the Jewish people and about their God. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Why did he do a dafka in the morning and the evening? He did it at the time when they would normally say Krishna. So we saw it like it's actually interesting because we said that, that the merits of saying Krishna would help them in the war, and he, Badavka, was getting up and trying to be mevatel them from being able to say Kriyashma. And he stood there for 40 days. So that's also not by any coincidence. Who also, st- who also stood for 40 days? that the Torah was given. I think I saw the Ben Yoyada says that because there was this delay of 40 days, it took 40 days for the Torah to be given, that Goliath was able to hop on that. He, like, he saw it as a weakness, that there was this 40-day delay, so therefore he felt that uh, he, he could do what he's doing for 40 days, something, something like that. All right. And this man of Benayim came out from the camps of the Plishtim. It's referring to Goliath. But why is he called the man of Benayim? Right? Benayim means like... In the middle, or, the, or mix, or in, uh, uh, as a mixture. So my benign. What exactly is benign? So I'm a rab. The lashon benign is lashon of, of binyan, actually. Shemavuna mikol mum. He was built uh, completely without any deficiencies, without any blemishes. So just talking about how perfect a, a human specimen he was. That's what the lashon of each benign. I'm a vuna mikol mum. Shmuel Amar. What? Are you referring to David? No, no. It's on my Goliath. Praising praising him. What? Praising him. It's praising him. Saying, what, what, I mean, what kind of a powerful person it was. You think that David Amal went up. So Shmuel Amar Beinoni, Shve Achiv. 
He's actually, he was the middle son. It means he wasn't even the biggest. He wasn't even the strongest out of it. He was only the middle one. There was actually two more that were stronger than him, the four of them. The Be'er Shubshila Amar Shu'asu Kebinyan. He was built like a, like, like, like a building. Rav Yochanan Amar Bar Me'apapi V'chadanani is that his mother, Orpa, Orpa was the mother, right? That was the one that was the, the daughter-in-law of, 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 uh, not of Rus, of, of uh, Naomi. Right, so he says that she had relations with a uh, with with a uh, hundred and one men in one night, and one of them was the father, the other hundred was the stepfather. But it means he came from an admixture of zera of a hundred and one people. That's bain like mixture. He came from a mixture. That's what it's referring to. It says more of a Goliath Shemo Migas. His name was Goliath from Gas. Tani Rab Yosef Shakol Dashinus Imam Kigas. Again, referencing with the, that, that same Misa, that his mother was, pr- was, was, was pressed like a wine press. She was, uh, there was so many people had relations with her. So that's why it's Goliath Migas, that his mother was treated like a wine press. Ksiv Ma'arois says the Gemara that the, the way he's referred to is he came from the caves of the Plishtim, Ma'arois, but that's the way it's written. The Kri is Ma'arochos, from the legions, right? So Tani Rav Yosef Shakol Heeru Beimo, that means that the word Maara is a K, but also Hara is the first stage of Bia, that, that everyone penetrated is the mother, right? That that means again, why is that significant that in terms of who he was? The idea is he came from a from a, a very immoral source, all right? Save uh, and 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 the one brings down. To, that, 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 that her name also shows the uh, promiscuity and the immoral behavior of her. Because one place she's called Harafa, except Orpa, and one place she's called Orpa, right? So why is she referred to by seemingly different names, right? In Shmuel, it refers to it as Harafa, and in Rus, she's called Orpa. So Rav Shmuel, ba, uh, uh, so Rav Shmuel, Chad Ama Harofa Shema, her real name was Harofa, Ulam Nekrishma Orpa, Shakol Orfin Oisamachareha, is that everybody, that or, an Orif is the back of the neck, that everyone uh, had relations with her from behind, like an animal, so therefore she's called like by the, by the back of her neck, that's the name that she's given. Chad Ama Orpa Shema, her real name was Orpa, Ulam Nekrishma Harofa, why she called Harofa, Shakol Dashin Osa Kaharifos, Again, referring that she was ground, ground down, everyone ground, ground her down like these wheat kernels that are ground down into small pieces. The woman took uh, and she, uh, she spread open the, uh, the, 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 the curtain, the air across the opening of the, the well, and she spread on it the uh, the ground the ground uh, kernels of wheat. So you see the word arif arifos refers to crushed wheat, to crushed grain. Vivais Eman Mehachan, some say a different source, says as follows Im Tichtash Esa Evil, that even if you grind down the stupid the, the foolish person, the Mechtash using a pestle, the so harifos uh 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 I mean Mechtash is, is actually the the, the, the pe- not the pestle, the uh, mortar, 
that if you grind them down in a mortar, Pesach Harifos, together with the crushed grain, the Eili with a pestle. Anyway, you see the word Harifos means crushed grain, because she was crushed by the amount of time people had relations with her. The Es Arba'as Eile Yoldula Harafa. says, Harafa had four sons, four giants of his sons, right? The Gas in Gas, and David killed them all. So he went to war against the Plishtim, and he killed all four of his sons. Him in the hands of his servants. My Ninu, who were the four sons? Samra Chista, Saf was mine, Madon was two, Goliath was the third one, the Yishbi Benayv, and Yishbi Benayv. But Yiblu, Biyad David, they fell in the hands of David, Biyad Avadov, Amra Chista. I'm sorry, the Chsiv, as the Pazuk says, that uh, when, when Naomi uh, was taking leave, of Rus and 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 uh, Orpa, so she tried to get them to go back home and not go with her. So Naomi, uh, so so Arpa chose to kiss her, say goodbye, and leave. Naomi cleaved to her. Ruth. I mean Ruth. Ruth. Ruth cleaved to her. So there was a a a, a cataclysmic event, right? From that event, from Rus comes David Amelech. And from that event, from Orpa comes Goliath. So when it says, Vatishak Orpa, Lechamosa, Orpa kissed her mother in law. All right? For Rus Dafka Baba, Rus cleaved to her mother in law. So Amra Yitzchak, Amra Kodesh Borchu, Yavu Bnea the offspring, the children from the one that was, that, 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 did, that, 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 that did the kissing, the Yiplubiyad Advuk Bnea Advuka, they should fall at the hands of the one that did the cleaving. All right. Darash Rava Beskar Arba Hadmaos Sharidu Arpa because of the four teardrops that Orpha shed Al Chamoisa for her mother-in-law. Zachzavetzmina Arba Giborim. She had four champions, four mighty sons. All right. How do we know she had shed four tears? that it says that when she and her mother-in-law hugged and cried, and they both raised their voice and cried, and they cried, oh, and they cried another time. So that means the first time they cry is at least two tears from both eyes. Then they cry again, that's another two tears from both eyes, gives you four tears. Four tears is why she had four powerful sons. All right. Siv chetz chanisai. On one place it says, the shaft of his arrow, all right? This is by Goliath, describing his weapons. But we read it as the wood, the wooden uh, part of the arrow. So first it calls it and then, but we read it as So That even though the Torah, the Torah gives great descriptions about the power and might of Goliath, it doesn't even tell you more, a half, it's only half of who he was. I mean, it doesn't give you a full description of how great and powerful a warrior he was. Because the Torah doesn't want to go on too much about the praising of the wicked, so it only gives you half and not the whole thing. What's the obvious question? Why even, why even mention the first half? If you're not supposed to praise wicked people, then why even tell you that he was, he was perfect without... Uh, what's that? 
Yeah, but no, no, that's talking about a person. But if you're not supposed to praise a Rosha, then why is it even pray, pray him at all? Well, it says because because that actually is praising David Amela. You get an idea of how powerful he was in, in order to understand the, the unbelievable act of David Amela that was able to strike such a person down. That's why we have to at least give a little bit of an understanding of who Goliath was. All right, let's go on. Orpha was from Moab, right? From Moab. So how did Moab become Palishti? Might be Palishti. From the father, the father's side. Also the generation. David was four generations or three. So that's, that is a grandson, great-grandson. The, the order doesn't, you have to know, does it really mean child? Does it mean a great-grandchild? I mean, it's hard to know because it doesn't fit the, uh, unless Goliath was way, way older. Might have been much older than David and Melvin. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. So Bnei Amon, Bo, Benitzchon HaShoshavah. They put their trust in their warriors. Then was Shovah. Ksiv Shovach, one place that refers to him as Shovach, but Ksiv Shofach, another place refers to him as Shofach. So, uh, so Rav Shmuel, Machlos Rav Shmuel, which his real name was and why he's called the other name. Chad Amr Shovach Shofach Shmuel, the pay was his real name. Lamnikr Shmuel Shovach, Shovach also means a, chick, a chicken coop. You know, like a, a pigeon, not a chicken, a pigeon. What's that? A dove coat, right? So it's, it's, it's like tall and, 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 and wide. So that's how he was built. That's what it's called to him. So when it says, Sha'asu Kishovach, who's made like a dove coat. Chad Amar Shovach Shmoda, his real name was Shovach. Dlamanik Shofach. Shovach means also to spill or to pour. That his, he, the fear he put in people is that like they became liquid. Either mean actually they, they actually went to the bathroom, or means just like, you know, they, they lost all their resolve, all their strength when, when they saw him. Shofar, Shokola Ros, anyone who would see him, Nishbach Lafonov Tikiton would like pour spill in front of him like a, a, a jug of water. Ashpato Kekever Pasuach says that his his quiver, right? What do you call it? We put the uh, the arrows in. It's called the quiver. His quiver was like an open grave. Right? What does that mean? Ashpato Kekever Pasuach. Kulam Giboyrim, they were all uh, uh, warriors, mighty warriors. This is a pasuk in uh, in Yirmiyahu. kulam So what does that mean? The word ashpasa comes from the word also a garbage dump. That their power and the accuracy of their shooting of their arrows that they laid waste, they made piles and piles, like, like heaps of garbage from corpses. Maybe that mean that they were that powerful, maybe they just were very accurate. They were, uh, they, you know, they had great accuracy in knowing how to shoot the arrows. How do we know that that gives, tells you anything about their strength? That's why it says, that they were all mighty. It's not just they, had, they knew how to shoot arrows well. To tell you how large they were, when they went to the bathroom, they made piles and piles of compost. They made fertilizer, meaning that's to show you how big they were and strong they were. Maybe that just means they got stomach problems. Maybe they just, they, you know, how do you know that shows you anything about their strength? That's why it says to tell you that it's because of their strength and size, not because of their. Uh, they were sick. Amrav Marish Mami, no, you hear from this that I'm on the Nafesh Zivle Cholim Ayim Hu. That if somebody has uh, to go to the bathroom 
and he has a tremendous amount of, knee, uh, of, of, of having to be in the bathroom, so then it's a sign of stomach sickness. It's a sickness. So what's the difference? It says, Litrach Menavshei, that it tells him that he has to go to a doctor, take care of himself. Who cares? He says, we do have a case. You should go ahead and, uh, and uh, you, we, we need to take care of such a person. That goes, going to the bathroom uh, multiple times is not necessarily a good thing. It means it could be some stomach things that he has to be treated and taken care of. Now, one just brings down a post. It says, Da'agav v'lev ish. Now, the, the, the simplest reading of the Pesach is when there is a, a person has a fear in his heart, a person is, uh, is, uh, is, 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 is nervous, depressed. Uh, so the Pesach says, is Yashchena. Uh, Yashchena means he shall suppress it, he shall push it down. Now, what does it mean? So, Arab Amir of Asichad Amar, Yashchena Midaito is that you have to try and compartmentalize. Don't, don't allow it to overtake you. Try push it out of your push it out of mind. All right? So now, Chad Amar, Yesichen Elacherim, go to a psychiatrist. If you have your depressed, go tell other people. Telling people about your fears helps you also overcome your fears. So it's not necessarily a machlokas, meaning first thing you have to do is try and suppress it. Push it away. If you're not able to do it, find somebody to tell them, and, and then you'll feel better. Okay, let's stop over here. Okay.